Hello everybody, good morning. Um, what day it is doesn't really matter because it's gonna, hopefully I'll get this posted um, by the time I get to work. But anyway, um, it's a good morning uh, so far. I, and I shouldn't say that because I should be geared towards the idea that it's gonna be a good morning regardless. That's, how, that's what I'm practicing. But there's again that anxiety I talked about in the mornings something that almost like it, it's just one of those things you can't get rid of it's like your body is so geared towards it man even on my days i don't know why not as much but still anyway. so um <clears throat> i put out a couple of segments in the past couple of days called black people shit and um i got some responses actually good some good responses to it people who could relate one one woman who hit me up and um on my email, templeofthemonk at gmail.com. Monk with the Q. Remember that? The monk is with a Q, not a K. And so um, she said she had gotten information with her daughter regarding the N-word and the B-word. That one I totally didn't even have any idea about because the B-word, bitch, is usually something, if I'm using it, it's it's to let you know that I'm, I'm pissed off, I don't like you. So I didn't know that this word was... In almost in the same realm as the n-word as far as like meaning something good which in most cases I've never seen that be the case but anyway um, so that was cool and I, I, I did a I did a uh, episode on that called the listeners response and um, to the first first segment of black people should and not that that's a series but it might become one you know based on based on comments and, and people's uh, people's responses to it. So who knows, you know, we'll just keep doing it. But this will probably be somewhat of a third installment, uh, a third um, episode. Even though it's the sixth episode, it'll be the third installment on Black People Should. And this is based off another response um, <laughs> in, in Twitter, which is, which people have labeled the, the, the hater haven, like, haters go there to, to vent about everything right and then if you go against the grain in twitter then you get you know people start just hounding on you you know they they really really get on your case i had a brother who was speaking out um was speaking out about the uh august d joint you know and that whole thing and he said he got tired of it and deleted his account don't 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 have people be so ignorant to your thoughts that you would delete your account. Don't allow don't allow that power to take over. You know what I mean? You gotta you gotta be like fuck that. You know if that's how you feel, that's how you feel. Not my problem. You gotta be like that. And it, it, I, I know it's hard because we 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 um we thrive off a of positive reaction from other people. We do. I know I do. But I'm also learning that negative energy can feed a positive outcome if you if you if you harness it the right way. You know what I mean? You just gotta know how to how to how to deal with people's negative responses because it some in most cases is not their fault. It's just them disagreeing with you, but heavily disagreeing to the point where they are actually triggered by the fact that they disagree with you. So you're you're feeding off of that trigger and then you're triggered and they're even triggered and then if they feel that you're triggered off of how 
you know, pissed off they are about your response. I can't believe that guy just went. <laughs> he just turned left in a right in a never mind. Um, yeah, so um, you know, when when people are angry, they that will then warrant a response from them, a rebuttal, and their goal in most cases, their goal is to piss you off even more. When they when they see how pissed off you are and you do something like delete your account, then they've won. They feel, ah, yeah, ha-ha. He deleted his account, he's hot. Ah, yeah, he's mad, I made him delete his account. That's how, that's how people think. It, that's a victory. You don't, want, you don't want that, you don't need that. And you gotta be stronger than that. So anyway, I got a, uh, I got a quick, comment or I don't know what, what I don't even know if you call it a comment but it was more like a, a I don't know a statement something but uh, this person stamped after the name and it was a weird it was a weird name it wasn't a real name like Mikey or Donald or anything like that this is some other shit and he says um, you must really hate being black based off of the based off of the two posts that I did called black people shit he said you must hate being black I don't know how that would have anything to do with anything that I posted regarding black people should. It was just a response. It was just a response based off something that black people do that just isn't true. And it definitely isn't true for all black people. So I thought that was interesting. Like you must hate being black. So I wanted to, that, that made me, some, some comments will have me come up with ideas. And so I thought like, okay, I don't really, I get what he's saying, but I don't get what he's saying because for me, it's like, yeah, you know what? I love being black, but more than love being black, I just love being me. It's not about being black. I think it's, I think to some extent, there's a, there's a, a, a blessing, but there's also a curse and that can go for any, that, that, that can go for any race. When I say curse, I can say like, okay, well, the fact that I'm black means I got to deal with a lot of racism. Which I can tell you in 55 years, the amount of racism I dealt with compared to the amount of love I've gotten is, might as well be zero. Might as well be zero. And I'll tell you why. I think it's because of the way I carry myself. I've tried my best just to be me. Like I don't want to conform to, and I've tried it. I've tried it. And every time I've tried it, I found that it just didn't fit me, it just wasn't me. So when people look at me, for instance, and this may go along with the idea of a topic I wanted to come up with called acting black, um, is when people look at me now, I'll, I'll give you a perfect example. So but, but before, before I got married uh, to Charm, my wife, um, I, did, I did some online, you know, searching. You know, check it out. And I ran into a Japanese girl. And this girl was from Japan. Okay. And her picture, she had like a coach bag and I think it was apple bottom <laughs> apple bottom jeans, a coach bag. She was wearing a Louis Vuitton. No, excuse me. Uh what, what is that? Uh fat baby fat jacket. You know the baby fat, fat farm spinoff that Kimona Lee came out with with the cat. Okay, she had that jacket on, it was a black jacket and uh, Fendi or coach bag, something like that. And my picture was me, and if you see my picture, you'll see I have large earrings in, large uh, hoop tunnels in, um, I have piercings, 
I, I wear beads, I have a t-shirt, plain. I don't hardly wear any labels. If I do, I buy them from Burlington and I don't give a shit what the label is as long as the material is good and the price is right. So uh, my sneakers are usually on deck. I like them, I like them clean, but in most cases I work a lot. So, you know, I got a few pair that I keep in the closet and I buy those from Burlington as well. I got a few pair of Adidas, which I like. I love Adidas. Uh, Puma is cool. Nike is all right. Nike doesn't fit my feet very well, so I don't fuck with them as much, but I love Adidas. So um, when she saw the picture of me and I had this big like shawl type scarf wrapped around my neck, and she looked at me and she said, are you really black? <laughs> and I had to think like, wait a minute, what does that mean? What do you mean, am I really black? Now she hadn't heard me talk, this is just pen palling. We're just pen palling, so it's all writing. But based off the picture, she asked the question, are you really black? And I said, well, why, why would you ask that question? Isn't it obvious? And she said, well, it's because you don't like, you don't, um, Oh, actually, she had, I think she had heard my voice because you could put like a little voice clip on the thing. So she's like, well, because you don't talk like a black person. And I was like, well, what do you mean I don't talk like, well, you don't, you don't say certain things that black people say. You don't look how black people look. And so her, and it's not her fault, her, imperson, her impression of black people was anything that she saw on television or anything in a movie or what she heard on rap video or saw on rap videos or heard in rap songs. That was her impression of black people. The same falls for when I was in the Philippines. At the time I did get married and I did, uh, when I met my wife and we did get married, we had, we had visited the Philippines where her family is. And um, of course, people's approach to me as a black man was the same. Their impression was, oh, here's a black man. Here's how I should greet him. What's up, man? What's up, brother? How you doing, man? What's up, homie? Like, th this is what, this is the type of stuff they did. Because they thought that this is how you greet all black people. What's up, man? That's how they, that's what they thought. Now, coming from where I'm coming from, I get it. I understand because yes, I have greeted people like that. What's up, homeboy? What's up, my brother? You know, things like that. I have, but that isn't a representation of all black people. So the fact that you could have came up to me and said, hey, hello, sir, how are you doing? And I would I would respond in, in just the most respectful manner that you can imagine. If I'm in the Bronx and I'm around my cousins, yeah, my, my vernacular will change. You know what I mean? Um, and it does, you know, if I go down south, the way I speak to people that I know down south is totally different than the way I speak to people in New York. It's totally different than the way I speak to people in Los Angeles. You know what I mean? Because I've lived in all those areas and I've adapted that behavior. And so when I get around those people, my it, subconsciously, my, my attitude changes. And so it, it's because I've been around so many cultures that I speak certain <laughs> forms of of, of urban English language. I guess that's what you call it. I don't know, I just made up a name. I just made that name up. But, um, you know, I just thought it was really, really odd. And so, when so, thinking about, and, and, and thinking about this comment, like, you must really hate to be black. Like, no, why would I, why would I hate to be black? Because, because I made a statement that goes against what most black people think? I, absolutely not. That doesn't mean I hate being black. It just means I'm questioning what I'm doing is I'm questioning the thought process 
of black people and the idea that they that some black people believe that all black people should be this way or that that's even a black thing to an extent i can understand why people would say that because basically that's all we do but like i said it's black people copying off of black people copying off of black people copying off of black people so when this when again like say if i go back to new york anywhere brooklyn bronx queens manhattan wherever right and yeah i got a new york accent but if i say hey how you doing sir how are you you know maybe now it's different but back then people would look at me like what you talk about sir like what, why are you talking like a white boy you sound like a white man and and <laughs> vice versa if you're a white dude talking in in street slang they'd say yo why you why you why you talking like that why you sound black and i think that's totally just out of line i think it's totally out of line like i get it i understand where it's coming from because again i've had that mind state b before like you know like yo why you dress like that you dress like a dress like a black dude you trying to dress like black people and come to find out again because i've lived in so many places and i have I have a friendship with so many people that I get it and you know I get it and I understand why people would say that because I've said it but there comes a time when you have to open up and broaden your scope of things and realize that that is not the case that that is not how all black people are you know what I mean that is not how all black people speak you can go to certain parts of the united states and find out that that's not how all black people sound that's not how they all talk that's not how they all dress you know some black people i remember um because the way i dress especially when i lived in alaska the way i dressed i dressed totally the way i wanted to no no particular style per se that you know was a, say a requirement of black folks and nothing against the way black people dress. If you want to wear baggy jeans, feel free. If you want to wear ball-hugging, straight leg, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> pants, feel free. That's you. Rep, you know, express your way, express yourself the way you feel. You know what I mean? Don't let nobody tell you that this is the way black people should dress, or this is the way white people should dress, or this is the way old people should dress, or this is the way females should dress. And and you know. And I've, again, I've made those judgments too. But with females, and I'll, I know I might get flack for this, for females, when I've gotten on the issue of how you should dress, I think it came more or less to the sense of setting the example for young people, especially if, especially if you were an advocate for young black women, young black women particularly, because slack as it is, having labels put upon them, Young women in general, especially Lat and Latinos as well, especially Latinos, um, Latin actually all Latinos, Asians, Blacks. There's labels put on them, like for instance, um, Black um, Asian women. Okay, um, if you look at the, there, there are Black men, and this is a fact. There are Black men who believe like Asian women. They have what they call an Asian fetish, so they believe Asian women act a certain way towards Black men. That they are they want a Black man because. You know, blah blah blah. If they dress like, if they wear their hair a certain way up, then they must like black men. You know, I'm gonna give me an Asian girl who likes a black man. <laughs> tell you right now, it doesn't work like that. Um, Latin women, all oh, Latin women are freaks. Uh, white women, all oh, white women will do anything. They'll they'll buy you anything. They'll do anything you say. Uh, black women, oh, they're too controlling. They're too, you know what I mean? And it doesn't fall true for all. You can't you can't take. Uh, 
the the you can't take the way some black women or some white women or some Asian women act or dress and apply that to all of them. You got to kind of like, you know what I mean? Take that one person for what they are and then move on to the next person and take that person for what they are and then move on to the next person. You can't generalize it. You got to go out there and explore. I learned that because again, that's how I used to think. That's how I used to be. And, um, you know, I had to get out of that mind state. I had to not think like that because it was totally wrong. And so, um, you know, I wanted, I wanted to uh, express that as much as possible because some people tend to believe that that's how you're supposed to do things. You know what I mean? Yeah, so with that being said, um, to answer the question, <laughs> or to respond to that statement am I um, am I ashamed or do I hate being black absolutely not um, but again I love being black but more so I love being me I love the people who I've encountered in my life who are of all races all colors all creeds speak all different languages they're white black I, I just I love being me because my personality has given me the opportunity to explore uh, all kinds of cultures and all kinds of beliefs and all kinds of thought processes and this is why this is why I speak the way I do is because I've encountered all of those and I understand where people come from um, as a black man dealing with racism I'll get on the topic about that another time and, and give you my thoughts on that um, as well but it, uh, again it's not about being black as much as it is being me um, or even being a human a human being and I get it I understand that you know my skin will the the color of my skin to some people identifies me as as such a black man but I'm more than that to me I'm more than that I'm a lot more than that and I think people need to come to the terms no matter what color you are that your skin color doesn't identify who you are. It may identify you to other people. It may it may put a label on you based on the way other people think. But you have to think of yourself as a more powerful being than, than, the, than the color of your skin. Because whether you're black, white, Asian, Latino, you are a lot more powerful than the color of your skin. You are a lot more powerful than what lies within Saudi. And so that's, that's why, that's why I say what I say is because I think when we into those terms, when you come to the when you come to the idea that you are a lot more than what is what what than than the the amount of pigmentation or melanin that's in your skin, then you'll realize that no one could no one could downplay you in any way. If anybody has anything to say about my color, then I don't see that as a problem because of the color of my skin. I see that they have a problem based on their identity and the way they see things. And um, what happens is they look at me and based off of history or some sort of trigger, because nobody is born racist. Um, I think to an extent, 
that can be true say for instance if you have a a, a, a a mother and a father and that father is racist and he then instills that in his child that's him instilling that into his child they're instilling that into their child so they're programming the child to be that way but the child isn't born the moment that the the moment that the seed hits the the egg the child doesn't become racist at that point it has to be taught based off the behavior that the parents exhibit so if, if when that with that being the case with that being the case um nobody is born uh racist you are programmed to be that way and then when you are programmed to be that way you lose a sense of self because now you're running off of a program that somebody else is giving you you're running off of a a, a mixtape you know that's constantly constantly playing and that's all you know because that's all that's been instilled in you i think at some point in time you can escape that once you explore and realize oh my god because this happened this happened with several people i think um there's a gentleman i can't remember his name but i remember he had a conversation with the ku klux klan member this is a grand wizard grand wizard and he sat with this man in a hotel room and the grand wizard had a bodyguard with him and the bodyguard was on he sat in here <laughs> he sat you guys got to see it i believe it was on uh, it was on uh netflix uh it might still be there netflix you know how they are sometimes they change the, they change the program on you and so you don't get to see everything like you're supposed to but um you got to check it out i wish i could remember his name but this gentleman sat with this Ku Klux Klan member and they exchanged words and not negative words, positive. He wanted to understand why it is white people, uh, why some white people thought this way. He wanted to understand why it was that white people hated black people so much. And so the man made his statement and he, he straight told him, he said, understand that I think you are beneath me. You will never be uh, a supreme race. This, this is what the white man told the black man. And he goes, okay, I, I understand, but why? And they just went on for who knows how long until they, to some extent, became friends. And the white man, the, the Grand Wizard, invited him <clears throat> to a KKK rally that they were holding. He was there. And people, white people, were shouting at the Grand Wizard. White people and black people were shouting at the Grand Wizard that you're this and you're a racist pig and you're ashamed of white people and he was shouting back you know like fuck you you guys are a bunch of you guys are a bunch of dumb niggers i have more respect and he was pointing at the black man i have more respect for this black man who will listen to what i have to say than i have for you dumb white niggers this is this is quote for quote this is what he said and you know the black man was like oh. and he when he got there at the uh when he got there at the rally, he spoke to more people, more KKK clan. Long story short, um, it's on TED Talks. That's what it was on. So you can look it up on TED Talks if it's not on Netflix. But look up TED Talks on uh, on YouTube um, about the the guy who the guy who uh, befriended the K uh, Grand Wizard KKK member. Yeah, it should be on there. It should be on YouTube. It was on Netflix, but it should be on YouTube. And um, in that TED Talks, the guy opens up a, uh, a cupboard he had brought on stage. He opened up the cupboard and he pulls out the Grand Wizard uniform that the white, uh, that the Grand Wizard white, <laughs> white, I don't know why I say white, it's, it's obvious. 
that the Grand Wizard, that the Grand Wizard gave him. He gave him this uniform as a remembrance of what they had been through together and quit the KKK. This is a Grand Wizard who had been taught for years to hate black people. And this man was able to sit with him, have a conversation and explain to him, look, I don't hate you. I want an understanding of why you hate me so that I so that I can have a better understanding and I don't further hate anymore. He he wanted to he wanted the people to understand that if if two people who are at odds with one another can sit and have a conversation, change can be made. Uh, you want to protest? Feel free. You want to uh, shout it out? You want to post it? Feel free. But until you sit and listen, and this goes for both sides, the offensive side and the, uh, the defensive side and the offensive side. This goes for both sides of any race, color, creed, religion, whatever. Until, you, until you're able to sit and listen, nothing can get accomplished. If they're shouting on both sides and nobody's listening, nobody hears nobody because there's just shouting going back and forth. That's all. Listen to a crowd shouting. Like um, when, when the insurgents took place at the Capitol, you can barely hear what everybody was saying. Occasionally you hear a word out, we're black, we're the people. You, you might hear a word, but for the most part, you couldn't hear everybody. Unless the microphone was on one person, you couldn't hear everybody. So you couldn't hear everything that was said. One person, you could hear what that person's saying. And then get up close to another person and listen, you can hear what that person's saying. So you have to take the time out to listen. If everybody's shouting at one time, and even if you're shouting on top of them, like if you're in that crowd and you're shouting the same, you can only hear what you're saying. You can't hear what's being said. And so there needs to be this common ground between people. You know what I mean? There needs to be a sit down between people because shouting and protesting and stuff. Okay, that's that's cool. That's if you feel that works, if it works for you, cool. But there needs to be a sit down and people need to have an understanding of uh, of one another in order for any kind of change to be made. Uh, I think I think that uh, that is the key. Sorry, my piercing in my lip fell out. <laughs> so I had to put it back in. I think that's the key to anything is being able to uh, sit down, have an understanding of one another's um, one another's uh, sides. Their 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 desires, their goals, their, you know, achievements, their, their, why, you know, listen to what it is, why they feel wrong. Like these things need to, to be said. People need to hear these things. You know what I mean? Just, just thought I'd throw that out there. In any case, um, it's always good, uh, talking with you guys. I, I, I have a lot of fun doing this. Um, I really got to get back on my YouTube. I recorded yesterday and something went wrong. So I got to figure out the nicks and glitches and everything like that. I will be back on there. I just got some new gear, so it should it should be. But for some reason, my programs, I don't know what's going on, but the, the voice was mad low, like, and the, the video was glitching. So it's something happened. I don't know what it is, but I, I got to figure it out and then get recording again, get back on the music reviews and stuff like that. And so uh, definitely miss my YouTube people out there, all the mini monks that are out there, man. Um, stay strong. I'll be back. Trust me. Um, and for everybody here listening, um, uh, definitely uh, enjoy your day. Be you. 
think outside the box. Don't let any create your energy. Okay. If anything, you take it and reharness it into more positive energy. Okay. I know that's easier to say than it is to do. <laughs> it definitely that's definitely easier to say than to do. But it's 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 doable. It it can happen. You just gotta meditate. Put your mind on it, man. Be in the present moment and be happy. Go to work. Be happy. Let people know that they can't put a damp on your day. If your boss throws a stack of papers on your desk, say thank you, sir. May I have another? <laughs> and then keep it moving. Let them know. That's how you. That's how you kill that. You know, you hear that song. Don't you kill my vibe. That's how you kill that vibe. Is with a better vibe. With that being said, man, um, y'all know what to do. Uh, subscribe, like, and share. Or follow, like, and share. <laughs> Let's grow together, share knowledge, and build community. And until the next episode, I will see you guys later, man. Peace.